of the unique features of the Living Church of Jesus Christ is its ever-expanding body of fundamental spiritual knowledge about man's identity and purpose, which enlarges the memory of this people. Scripture declares that ye should consider on the blessed and happy state of those that keep the commandments of God. For behold, they are blessed in all things, and if they hold out faithful to the end, they are received into heaven and dwell with God in a state of never-ending happiness. We come having prayed and prepared. For many of us, there are pressing worries and earnest questions. We want to renew our faith in our Savior Jesus Christ strengthen our ability to resist temptation and avoid distractions. We come to be taught from on high. The purpose of this and every general conference is to help us to hear him. Hey everyone, welcome back to Conference Talk. Kevin and Shelby here. And we're sorry it's been so long, but the holidays and so many things took priority but conference talk was always in the back of our minds right it was for me at least i knew it needed to be done but right there's just so much going on it's not even the holidays because it goes way back like it goes back to just school and work and you know right we just had so much going on it's not like we have anything any less going on necessarily coming up Mm-hmm. In the next couple of months, like it's just going to be back to the same old thing, but we have a plan now. We have a, we've made a commitment to that, you know, we got to get through it. Yeah. It's like the Book of Mormon. You got to read it. And we have some incentive now because we got Santa. Well, Santa brought to us a wonderful gift. It's a microphone, a brand new microphone that we have for our podcast. I'm so excited. Santa brought it and, uh, AKA, Santa and his elves right it. And um, I'm super excited. I, I hope that you guys can hear maybe the quality difference because we did a lot of research. So, yeah. And of course, I think it'll take a few episodes for us to because I'll normally, as I said before, I don't really listen to our podcast episodes a lot, only if it's like a really good one. But um we need to, I'll have to listen to these back and make sure that it's not picking up like Shelby playing with her hair right now or like Sorry. when I'm, you know, scratching my back or something like that. Cause we've yeah. got to get that down. But um, without further ado, we're here. We're discussing Elder Gong's talk called All Nations, Kindreds, and Tongues from the Saturday afternoon session. And this is only the second. Wait, is it Saturday afternoon? Yeah, it's the third talk of the session. So, Kev, what were your takeaways? Or what were your thoughts? So, maybe where the the talk gets its title is from when the angel Moroni visits the prophet Joseph Smith in his family home um, on the evening 
of September 21st, 1823. And Moroni said, God had a work for Joseph to do, and that his name should be had for good and evil among all nations, kindreds, and tongues. Um, he also talked about the Book of Mormon and how that was a um, an instrument, if you will, um, to spread the fullness of the everlasting gospel, which the Book of Mormon contains. And, you know, of course, like basically what Elder Gong then goes on to say about that, um, that experience from the life of the prophet Joseph is that he was just a unlearned boy of no consequence, just in some back country town like that. I'm, I'm, um, maybe exaggerating some things, but you know, even Elder Gong says like, um, yeah, in, in 1823, Joseph was an unknown 17-year-old boy living in an obscure village in a newly independent country. And so how is it that this young man could make a claim like that his name will be had for good and evil in all among all nations, kindreds and tongues? What's a kindred? I don't know. What is it? I don't know. I we can, <laughs> Let me we can look it up. We can find it very easily in the Gospel Library app. You can highlight the word and then choose to find. It takes you straight to Google. It's one's family and relations, relationship by blood or similar in kind, related. Yeah. And so, you know, how I think of that very literally mm -hmm. is your friends and family will also either the, the prophet Joseph's name will be had for good or evil. Right. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we have members of our family who are kind of like against the church or have some issue with church history and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so that's, it's true. And so here's this, you know, just boy of no consequence, like I said, mm -hmm. and he's making this claim. Well, he doesn't make the claim. It's the angel Moroni who, who says it. But if we were to say, well, this is just Joseph Smith saying it. And if it weren't true, how, how could he make that claim? And uh, Elder Gong, he says, yet because it is true, you and I can witness that prophecy being uh, that prophecy being fulfilled, even as we are invited to help bring it to pass. And that's that's my takeaway from the talk. There's a lot in here and there's other things that we can definitely discuss. But my whole takeaway from this talk when I listened to it several times, as we said, we've kind of <laughs> been putting this one off. So I've had several chances to listen to it and read it. And it's just, uh, to me, it is another talk about, you know, developing kind of what I would call like a practical testimony, you know, not, not built up on, um, spiritual experiences per se, but just like, hey, this is what was said, and this is exactly what's happening. There's, there's no way around that. 
Right. What, what, what were your thoughts and takeaways? I think you summed them up perfectly. I really do because mm. I remember I took notes on this somewhere and I don't know where they went, but I do remember one of the first things I wrote down in my notes was we are part of fulfillment of prophecy. Mm. Like we are his children participating and spreading forth the gospel of Jesus Christ through sharing the Book of Mormon and inviting others to come to know him more. Right. And so that that quote that you shared from the talk about um, you and I can witness that prophecy being fulfilled, even as we're invited to help bring it to pass. That's what you, the one you quoted. Right. Yeah. The one I was going to quote was that something that I thought was key. It's it's not the paragraph above it, but the one above that it says, as we hearken to the Lord's spirit of prophecy, we can become in our own way part of the fulfillment of his prophecies and promises. So that's where I got that note where I wrote, we are literally a part of fulfilling prophecy, um, which is super cool. Like you think about, like you hear the prophets and apostles and the scriptures, like doing all these really cool things and like performing miracles and, you know, teaching about Jesus Christ. And you're like, whoa, they're so cool. But you're cool too. Like you listening right now, you're a part of prophecy. And every time that you make a decision to follow Christ or invite someone to come into Christ, you are also doing just what they did in the scriptures, which is really cool. And I think we underestimate how much of a role we have in building up the kingdom of God and taking it to um, all nations, kindreds, and tongues. I mean, there's a reason why so many of us, uh, we serve missions and, and many of them are other languages. And that's because in the future, the Lord needs you in some position to speak in that language, obviously at the time of your mission. But uh, further on in your life, you're going to need that language at some point to help build up his kingdom. That's why he had you learn it then, right? And so... There's so many things that he does and invests in us that helps us build up his kingdom and fulfill prophecy. So those are my thoughts. Very similar on track with yours. Um, just more about uh, our individual role, I guess. Um, and he, Elder Gong, shares stories um, in here about fulfillment of prophecy and families and, and hearts being softened. And it's very much a a lot of topics in one talk, I feel like, or a lot of stories or examples in one talk to get his point across. Yeah, a lot of examples. Which at first made it hard to understand. Not going to lie. So I'm actually kind of glad we had like four weeks to understand this talk <laughs> because I'm like... Divine design? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because I remember mm -hmm. a little behind the scenes here. Uh -oh. I remember when you when we first listened to this talk and we were kind of like, Hey, let's, let's do a conference talk episode about this talk already. Right. Yeah. And then you were like, I don't, I don't want to, I'm not quoting you exactly, but you basically said, I just, you know, what did you say? There like, was nothing special about it. To me. Oh, how could you say that about the, it's the voice of the Lord. Listen, you know, I, I was sufficiently humbled, <laughs> but like, it's true. I read it and I was like, there's nothing that stands out in this talk. Like there's nothing that 
to me, when I first read it, I was like, this is just another talk about the gospel. <laughs> like, literally, that's what I thought. Obviously, I was in the wrong mindset. But I know that you guys have been there, too. So I'm, I'm okay admitting it. But the more I read it over and over, the more I understood what Elder Gong was trying to say and, like, portray in his talk. You know what immediately came to my mind hearing you say that Mm -hmm. is we are all so guilty of doing that with the scriptures and also with like with sacrament talks and just any because I, i totally understand what you're saying about this talk this talk has so many little examples or little facts that it begins to become kind of like all of these are just things that I'm hearing it's I'm not feeling as much because I'm just hearing things Mm -hmm. said right you could do the same thing with the scriptures you can read the scriptures and if you forget that those are those were real people those things really happened, especially the Book of Mormon, which is a literal record. It's a perfect translation. So we're not missing anything necessarily, at least nothing that was. If there is an error, it's an error by man. Right. Yeah. Thanks for that that anecdote, because that's what I was going to try to say, but I was going to make it all weird. Weird. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's why I'm here. Help me. The Doctrine and Covenants as well is, I mean super straightforward Mm -hmm. but if you're just reading it and you forget like oh this was this was the voice of the lord through one of his chosen servants Mm -hmm. so you can kind of become uh you can kind of move away from the feeling and just move to the hearing and that's why i love president nelson's hear him message Mm -hmm. because it's it's really, it's kind of uh, tricky that it's it's not as simple as that, because when it's hearing him, it's really hearkening unto him, which is to listen or hear with the intent to then act. Right. Right. And so, what what are you thinking? What are you doing? Um, I want to get my notebook. Well, no, I don't need it. I can. <laughs> I I want to add on to what you're saying about hearing and hearkening. Yeah. Um, I was studying on the plane right back from California um, about agency, but I decided to start in Doctor and Covenants, the Compalmi for this year. Or yeah, it's yeah. it's starting this year for that. But in DNC one. It says, it was a certain verse, um, 14, at DNC section 1, verse 14. And I'm going to read it, and then I'll connect it back to what you're saying. And the arm of the Lord shall be revealed. Also, DNC section 1 is like a preface or, how do you say it, introductory. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the Lord's introduction to his book of commandments correct so just keep that in mind too because he's he's 
giving this intro. So I like this part, verse 14. And the arm of the Lord shall be revealed. And the day cometh that the Lord, or sorry, the day cometh that they who will not hear the voice of the Lord, neither the voice of the servants, or in this case, Elder Gong, neither give heed, heed, okay? Not just hear, but give heed to the words of the prophets and apostles shall be cut off from among the people. I thought that was really interesting that it doesn't only say, not only does it say those who are not hearing, so your first steps to hear, but those who are also not heeding, okay? So acting, the part that you're talking about, you need to hear, but hearing isn't good enough because you also got to heed, right? Because then if not, you're going to be cut off from among the people. You're not going to be able to receive that revelation or hear the Lord's voice in your life. You know what I mean? So I wanted to throw that in there from Come Follow Me this week. Yeah. I, I mean, it totally it totally goes along with uh, President Nelson's other admonitions and warnings, which is basically he said, we need to get really good at hearing and listening to the spirit. Because there's a coming day in which if we if we're not as in tune with the spirit, we will not be able to survive spiritually. And so I, I kind of like where this discussion has gone because it's it's more of like it's what we actually learn from the talk and not just going through it and saying, well, and then Elder Gong also says this and then he also says this and he says this, which is kind of what we've been doing this year or this Past conference. This past conference, right? Yeah. With this conference talk on these talks recently. It's it's kind of like we're going through a checklist of like, well, this is what I thought. But I really like how we, you and I, Shelby and Kevin, are having a conversation about what we actually learned. And some of those things are not so straightforward. They're not so in your face. And I think it's awesome, and I, I know that someone somewhere will be blessed hearing this because they'll have the same feeling about that sacrament talk or that that passage in the scriptures or even a general conference talk where they just didn't appreciate it, right? You know, I would be – sorry if you heard that squeak. <laughs> I would be so bold as to say – and I think someone said this to me before – but when you're sitting in sacrament meeting or a Sunday school lesson and you're like, man, this really sucks or I'm not getting anything from this or this speaker is horrible, like whatever it is, I'm going to be bold enough to say that it's not them. It's you. Right. 100% it's you um, because the spirit can take any particle of truth that they speak about and teach to your heart if you let him bring it into your heart. So what's that scripture? Bring it unto their hearts, but it's up to us to let it into our hearts. So the next time that I'm I'm extending this challenge for Kevin and I and everyone listening, because I'm guilty. But the next time that you read a talk like this and you're like, uh, you know, that feeling we've been talking about, um, check yourself, repent, because it's you. It's not them. It's you. So ask the Lord, what can I learn right now? And I'm humbling myself and I'm saying sorry. 
so that I can learn by the spirit. Yeah. I also want to, I want to go and kind of like, I want to change the degree. I want to go in one degree, the other direction, not a full 180, but a little direction. Like a 35 degree turn. Like a 37, the 37 degree. 37.7. Degree. Okay. It doesn't have to be so dramatic as being like, this talk sucks or this speaker sucks. It could just be that you're just kind of like zoning out. You're just, it's just kind of another Sunday. And we have the luxury of not having kids. If you have kids in the sacrament meeting, if, if you're picking up anything that the speaker is saying, I mean, it's, that's pretty remarkable, like good job. Right. But if you have the, if they have your full attention, then you should start asking your questions or asking yourself questions or asking the Lord questions. Um, I love having a, something to write handy during sacrament because, you know, I'll take notes on the talks and kind of like go off in my own direction and things like that. You don't have to do that. You can just have that kind of internal dialogue. The speaker says something, ask yourself, is that true? First and foremost, if, if that's where you're at in your testimony, in your spiritual progression. And then other things like, how is this relating to me? Right? Right. What can I learn from this? And when you do that with youth speakers, you'll be surprised at how relevant what they're talking about is for you. I've done that on several occasions. That's that's why I love the youth speakers right now in our ward is because I hear them and I start thinking like, yeah, that's interesting. This is what they're going through at their age. And how do I also go through the same things? Right. Right. So um, as we said and have said, this talk goes over a lot of things. Um, there are a lot of facts and little like nuggets, I think, but at the end, uh, near the end, um, elder gong shares these experiences of these saints in, in various parts of the world. And he says, heavenly father invites us everywhere to feel his love, to learn and grow through education, honorable work, self-reliant service and patterns of goodness and happiness we find in his restored church. And I think that's why the question of, you know, why, why do we even need a church? Like, why do we have to go to a church? Um, why can't we just work out our own salvation? And, you know, I think of like those monastic lifestyles of like people out in seclusion and, but even there they work like they go out and they, they till the ground or they harvest something, they create something, you know, and that, that generally like sustains them, you know, through some sort of profit or something, but even they are out there working and, you know, working with other people and also those in their community. So you got to get out there. 
you got to start really making the gospel and, and every, I say every day, every day for you for sure, but figure out ways to give back in your community. Yeah. And, and that's such like a, such a, like a, an expression, right? Yeah. yeah but it's, it's so simple. And I, oh, I said it again. Sorry. Saying it so like saying, giving back in your community, but then also following up with that. It's so simple. And I just want to like dig in on this point because some people, they hear that and it's, it's kind of intimidating, right? So what do you think? Well, I was going to give an example. Yeah. It's as simple as going, this is what I did in um, college um, because I was a poor college student. All I did, and I thought this was so cool. I just had this really big desire to do it. I just went to the local nursing home and went and talked with the nursing people there, like the old people. And I made a friend and I went and visited her every week for like an hour. Okay. I think that's giving back to my community. I gave her, well, first of all, you're sacrificing your time. You're really giving it to the Lord. But these are people in a community um, nursing home that don't have people that come and visit them. And so that's something I did in college. And I did it. I really liked it a lot, actually. And I would do it when I went to my internship in Idaho Falls because it was the Idaho Falls nursing home. Mm. So I would do it like uh, at least once a week. Sometimes I'd go to her twice a week, but she was super nice. I liked her. That is cool. So like, that's what I mean by it's so simple. And and giving back in your community can be volunteering at your kid's school um, as like the the mom of the classroom or whatever, you know? <laughs> right. Or just like, it's 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 not as complicated as you think it may be. Like, oh, I gotta go be a part of this grand thousand group of people. No, it's like, it's, it's even down to serving just individually in your community. I've shared this story before. Um, it's, it's actually, it was from a, a sacrament meeting talk by um, the wife of a high councilman in the stake. And she was talking about home and visiting teaching at the time, which is ministering now. And she had this thought about one of her visiting teaching families. She was at the store and she said, she thought, you know what, I'll, I'll get them something. Mm-hmm. And then she, she thought, I'll get them some cereal. And so she just goes over there and looks at the cereals. And then, but then she starts to kind of like overthink it. And she's like, well, what if they're, what if they're not doing sugar? Like what, what, what if, <laughs> like, what if they don't like this kind? And, and she had to like, she had to fight against that and be like, no, I, I came over here for cereal. I'm going to get cereal. And she got it. She took it over there and it was, it had nothing to do with the cereal, by the way. Right. It's that the spirit needed to communicate with the sister that she needed to go visit this family. Even if it was just for a quick touch in like a quick, you know, Hey, just brought this over to you, you know? And, um, it's such a Kevin thing to say, but I have to, he does talk about honorable work. You can be a disciple of Jesus Christ at your place of work and never really talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? You can be an example of a hardworking person who doesn't swear, <laughs> who 
shows up on time, who gets all their work done and asks, what else can I do? And then years go by, some more or less, and that per- the, the people find out that you're a member of Christ Restored Church, right? And that's when they start to ask you a question because they're like, man, this guy's like a total stud here at work. Hmm. I didn't really know that. I mean, I knew he went to church or something, right? But now I want to learn from this guy who I already respect. So, you know, work hard wherever you're at. I want to add, I told my dad this the other day. My testimony was built when I was 15 years old on the power of influence and example. Hmm. And that was because I've said it before on this podcast, probably a million times at this point, (laughs) but that's because Priscilla came up to me and I know she doesn't care if I share this because she's still a member and she was sealed and everything with her family and has beautiful family. She came up to me, slammed her books on the desk and said, why are you so happy? I was 15. What am I supposed to say? Right. I'm like, uh, I literally just said, uh, and then she goes, she immediately associates it with me being a member of the church. Cause her question was, aren't you Mormon? And I said, yeah, I am. You know, at the time we could, you know, say we were a Mormon. <laughs> there was a whole, I am a Mormon movement actually. Right. So, um, yeah. And that taught me at 15 years old that even in high school, I was known or I was, my example was shown, you know, something was different. And Priscilla knew that something was different. So that's why she asked. And so since I've been 15, I knew that. And I've never underestimated that because since that moment, I've seen it throughout my whole life, just compound and expand in more aspects than just the gospel. Okay. Like in, in my work that I do, like you were saying, um, in friendship and just so many things that you listening just understand that your influence and your example does reach people. And as you continue to do what you're doing and you're vulnerable with who you are and what you've been through to some degree, right? You're not going to spill your whole life story to everybody you meet, but that vulnerability is what connects us to people and it helps us make those deep connections to talk about things of importance, eternal importance, like the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because when you share, hey, I lost my grandma when I was 15 years old and someone's like, I just lost my mom. How did you get through it? Well, you get to relate right there and you can put some in input of the gospel too. Well, I got through it because I knew that I would see my grandma one day. Well, how do you know that? Perfect question, right? To talk about. And because you're vulnerable and they're vulnerable, y'all are going to be listening to each other. I promise. <laughs> and the spirit will be there. And then that creates some connection. And even if they don't get baptized, you just taught them a principle of the gospel that they can now have comfort in. And that takes the gospel to all nations, kindreds, and tongues. Yeah. Elder Gong begins his talk with 
recounting an experience that he had, you know, I think he's, he said he was officiating in it. It was a sealing temple ceremony ceiling. Yeah. Yeah. He officiated in a temple ceiling with, uh, with a family. Um, the bride having like a bunch of, a bunch of siblings. Mm. And as you were talking, Shelby, Mm -hmm. I thought about the temple and obviously we're, we're talking about things that we can do in our everyday lives, you know, in our immediate community um, and, and so on and so forth. But where we really want to get to, to, in order to make that great impact is in the temple. Yeah. Where not only we can make covenants with God, but we can also help others progress, you know, back to live with him and all their family. And so, I don't know that. I don't know necessarily why it came up. I think it was just because we were, we were talking about all these things that they are important. And, but all those discussions, all those questions, they lead people to eternal life. And that's not to be taken lightly. Mm -mm. And really, I love what we've talked about today because it's, you could kind of blanket it by just don't take anything lightly that pertains to the everlasting gospel of Jesus Christ. Even if you think it's that little thing or that, that thing of little consequence, or it's, it's just, it's just Sunday school class. Like I'll skip it. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, it's just an Institute class. I'm not going to go this week, you know? So I know all those things and the things that we've talked about are true. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I want to add on um, to your testimony. Elder Rasband recently released a video. It's Elder Rasband, How I Hear Him. Mm -hmm. Um, I would invite you to, where is it? I'm trying to find it to make sure. Maybe it's not there. I just Googled it or I just. um... This is kind of awkward. Yeah, but I want, there it is. Dale, look up Dale G. Renland, how I hear him. Don't put elder. Anyway, so go watch that video. Because before you said Rasband. Oh, that's okay. I'm sorry. It's not Rasband. That's why I couldn't find it. It's Renland. Renland. Thank you. Okay. Now this has a point to close here. I'm not crazy. (laughs) Go watch that video. Renland. R-E-N-L-U-N-D. Because he says something very key to what Kevin just said. And I want you to go find it. Because he almost let small and simple things fade away. And he quote unquote says he shivers at the thought. Or like he shivers at the reality of what if he had not right. went to church that day or something. Yeah. So go watch that 
because it's really good and it just seconds what Kevin has already said. So I'm going to leave that as an invitation. And I also know that everything we've said tonight is true besides Elder Rasband <laughs> on YouTube. It's Elder Renlin. Yeah. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Go watch it, y'all. Next time, we will be discussing the talk titled There Was Bread by Bishop W. Christopher Waddell. Who's Probably, the yeah. who's the first counselor in the presiding bishopric of the church? And that's going to be a pretty legit talk, I already know. And so, um, you know, keeping the positive attitude, right? Right. So um, thank you all so much for listening to us and, and dealing with our some of our ramblings, maybe even the new microphone picking up some things you don't necessarily want to hear. Um, <laughs> but uh, we are super grateful for the opportunity to to have these conversations and we we've got to plug it. I've got to plug it. Our book of Mormon podcast. It's going strong. Uh, we're much more consistent with that one uh, historically, but we're going to finish out this conference strong this, uh, this October, 2020 conference strong. So definitely stay tuned for more episodes. Bye y'all.